<laughs> oh my goodness. I told you so. <laughs> Let's go. I've been saying for months, ladies and germs, is not time for Cody Rhodes to win these titles at WrestleMania. I told you so. Welcome to the TFW Podcast Post Show Night 2. This is typically Rhodesia where I go episode and I give out the episode number, right? And I say, mm-hmm. thanks for, you know, tagging along, being a part of the show. I may, you know, call out our Twitter. Hey, if you're not following us at that's FNW, kind of do that whole thing, right? I'll usually throw it to you, ask you how you're doing. I throw it to the missing in action, Cody Lover himself. Ishan is nowhere to be seen. He could not show his face after talking for weeks upon weeks upon weeks about how I would have to come onto this platform and apologize to my listeners for spitting propaganda about Roman Reigns retaining his belts and Rhodesia. Yo, what's up? <laughs> what happened? What happened tonight? Uh, it was like Christmas morning um, when you're a kid times like 500. Like the I'm jumping up and down when we get the one, two, three. I'm jumping up and down, up and down. What? Come on now. And why were you jumping up and down? Because Roman retained. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I was told. You didn't see that. I was told for months. I was off base. Twitter made fun of me. I usually had somebody in the comments every single post where I made a comment about Roman is retaining over Cody and told me that, no, it's impossible. It's Cody's time. This is what should happen. They'd be foolish not to put the belts on Cody. If not Cody, who? You know what I say to that? I don't care. It wasn't time. We need to see Cody struggle before he gets the championships. I don't care about what he did on the indies. I don't care about what he did in AEW. I don't care he had a legit torn peck and he was gone for nine months. I need to see on my TV some sort of angst for your biggest face of the company before you give him the titles. And Man, guess what happened there tonight? There's so many people disappointed there. <laughs> Dude. You could have heard a pin drop besides me hollering and telling everybody to throw those ones up. You could have heard a pin drop when we left Sovi Stadium. I would have <laughs> thought The Undertaker came back and lost again his streak the way <laughs> the majority of that crowd reacted when we got the one, two, three. I am on cloud nine. I would say. Before the main event, I said, man, we need a masterful finish of this show for night two to be close to night one. And guess what we got? We got a masterful ending. 
Remember when I said number seven? This was going to be my seventh WrestleMania of all times. No, 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 no. You know what this is? This is just like what he said when he put the finger up. This is the number one WrestleMania of all the times. <laughs> of all the times. Of all the times. So we, I did, we just went four minutes gloating. I'm not even sure if I even really actually introduced the podcast, but I, I, if I did not. I my apologies. We this is the TFW podcast that's freaking wrestling episode i told you so is what i'm going to name <laughs> this episode this is the two-person power trip rhodesia is with me like i said yo, typically yo, yo. we have our third which is ishan he may not even ever show up again <laughs> on this platform and i don't know if that's gonna be by chance or because maybe i just say you're not allowed to show up anymore you should have seen the text messages you guys probably heard last night's podcast where he was on where what did he say? Oh, man, I can't wait to wake up in the morning and post this pod and hear you apologize. Hey, guess what? You're going to apologize to us this week when you are back on the podcast. When we drop on Friday morning, you are going to show your face, sir, and you are going to look at us in our eyes and tell us, I don't know professional wrestling the way I think I do. I need to sit down, start watching not fast forward through these shows. And maybe if you paid attention, you would know Cody Rhodes was not winning this match. And he didn't win it. Let's start there, of course. Let's start with the finish. I see polls on Twitter. Hey, did WWE make the right choice? Most people said no. Absolutely. They say absolutely not. They don't know. They don't know ball either. Y'all don't know graps. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is not a popular call for Roman to win and continue his unbeaten streak over the last couple of years. He's going to hit a thousand days. I think it was by far the smart call. Yes, Cody could have taken those titles. WWE would be fine. Okay, he is right now the hottest face. We know that. Huge merch seller, huge ticket driver, but it is not time yet. For Roman to lose these titles. There is a story being told here. And you don't just chop it off at the knees. Because you think Cody. Cody would be there. And guess what? If he's not there. I have more than enough. Uh, faith. And Triple H. That creative team. That this story is going to be. Just as good. If not better than what we've seen going forward. There's a reason why Roman still has these titles. I'm going to say. Hey. Whatever that reason is, I'm happy for it. Rhodesia, I'll, I'll ask you. I'm sure you probably can understand why somebody may be upset or some people's may be upset that Roman has still kept these titles. Your thoughts about just Roman retaining and then people are probably feeling the way you felt when Taker lost his streak. Well, first ready to... off, no, we know. Okay, first off, that's what we're not going to do here. <laughs> we're not going to compare Cody not winning this two titles and he still have all his future ahead of him to win Undertaker loss against Brock Lesnar. We not you know do was, that. You know what was crazy? So of course we were live, so this is our live post show instant reactions. We were in the building. I've heard Cody's song numerous times. I've heard it at least seven times, eight times live at AEW events. Heard it Friday night at SmackDown. I always thought the part of the song where everybody kind of just puts their hands up and they sing and they go, oh, 
thought those were the words. What you find out tonight? I listened a little closer tonight. Adrenaline mm-hmm. in my soul, that whole thing, right? We got to that part. You know what the words actually is? What? No. <laughs> Not today. Cody Jermaine Rhodes. Not today. <laughs> Black History Month is not in April, my good man. You had your time. Your time was February. You helped us solve racism in the AEW. You brought Sammy and KO together. Your work is done. You For can now. leave now. You can For go. Now. Back of the line, Cody Rhodes. Back of the line. Back I'm to you, I'm going to say he should go back to the back of the line. Uh, but this people might trash me for this but this was the very best thing for cody um and i'll explain this to you so sue our cousin was with us and they had a great time too and she's not a really a wrestling fan at all and when i made that comment to her she was kind of perplexed on when i said that and i'm like there are still people here who are booing cody like i said the, it's not of course a 75 percent cheering cody 25 percent booing but there are still people booing cody cody has done nothing wrong nothing when he came back, he was the baby face. There should be no reason why somebody is booing him. So guess what? This was the best thing to happen for him. Like you said, let him work back up, work his way back up. Let him fight the, as being the underdog. The kids love him. I, I thought I was about to get in a fight with this little seven-year-old behind me, but I'm just like, <laughs> you know, the, the kids. He was going hard for Cody. I told him to throw the ones yeah. up in the opener. He didn't want to do it. Not at all. But what I'm saying is that this is the best thing for Cody. He is going to be perfectly fine. And the way that they, I know we're about to get into it now, but the way that they ended that match, Cody did win. He did. He got him on the three. And then Solo came in and did his little spike and got him. But the point is, Cody, this Cody was supposed to win. But again, Solo came through, represented for the bloodline, and Roman got the, got the win here and kept and retained the belts. But Cody's going to be perfectly fine. This is the best thing that could have happened to him because like you said, he is going to be there. He's going to still have that fandom around him. He's still going to be telling great stories. He's still going to be passionate in every single interview that he does. This was the best thing for him. There is a bigger story to the bloodline. And I believe if Cody would have won today, it would have kind of just completely threw a whole bomb in the whole bloodline story. And I'm not willing to accept that. I watched so wasn't, the, uh... so wasn't Paul Levesque. I watched an awesome Ariel Hawani interview earlier with Roman Reigns. Taped last night. They released it this morning on YouTube. Check it out if you haven't. It was an actually fantastic, all jokes aside, interview with Roman. It was about 20 minutes or so. Ariel said, hey, at the end, hey, it's kind of what you, you know, hey, let's try to sell the, the match for tomorrow. What do you say to people that say that you don't have a shot against Cody? I think that was a question. Something like that. Roman looks right at Ariel Hawani. Man to man, face to face, says, I don't lose ever. <laughs> My boy Roman Reigns retaining against Cody Rhodes. Let's get into the match. One thing I will say is I was thoroughly, I don't, I knew the match would be good. Actually, I knew the match would be great. This match has been built up probably better than any other WrestleMania main event in at least at least five years. And that's without me looking at the you know the last few WrestleMania cards. I would say probably at least five years. This has been the best built main event. 
And watching that match and about halfway through it, I actually took my phone out. I took a note and I just put uh, masters of, of their craft. And that was what they were. Wrestling is so much more than just high spots. There's a place for that for sure. You saw that in the women's match, the, the four way today. Saw it in uh, a match last night. But when you watch Cody and Roman tonight, they showcased every checkpoint of what we love in professional wrestling. Yes, you have the moves, but they showed legit wrestling background, amateur moves Cody was doing. They showed psychology. They showed storytelling. They showed facials. They showed callbacks. And they really went through and checked every single box. And uh, I, I thought the match was was incredible. I, I really, really did. I, I would probably, if we were, you know, talking, you know, letter grades, I think it was A+. Plus. Now, if Cody would have won, I would have gave it an F. I would have came here and said it was the worst worked match oh, God. in the history of the business. Well, at least you're honest about yours. No psychology. You know, I, I would have came in and just trashed it. But that didn't. It didn't happen. And I was super, super happy. But, you know, just, uh, you know, truthfully, I thought that they set it up perfectly. Solo comes out with Roman. First thing I think is, all right, they're going to do a spot where Solo gets kicked out by the ref, thrown to the back. Now it's Roman on his own. Mm-hmm. We typically don't see that, right? All right, Roman, you got to get it done on your own. We saw that happen. I think Solo interfered three times in the match. Three times. Got him three yep. times. Yep. Ref kicks him out. Crowd erupts. Because those ignorant, fictive fans thought that, oh, my God, it's time for Cody to raise these two titles up, blow the entire budget of Pyro on him at the end of the night. They're up and up. Cody hits a crossroads, nothing. Roman hits a Superman punch, nothing. They went through their greatest hits and perfect kickouts. We know Roman is the master of kicking out at 2.9999999. He did that a couple times tonight. Cody... Had a couple of incredible false finishes where he kicked out right at three or right before three. Uh, We saw the Usos interfere. Once again, talking about story, who comes in and saves Cody. But wait, hold on, hold on. Before we talk about that, that, first off, (laughs) I said I had to say this earlier on the pod. When Roman did the period, eh, period, uh, when he did that. (laughs) I don't think anybody knows what that is. But I'm going to let you slide <laughs> the on period, that. Eh, the period, eh, they know what that is. Period, eh, period, uh. When he did that and then put Cody into the guillotine, and then he did like a, he dropped down almost on Cody's head to enforce the guillotine, that, that ish was slick and sick to me. <laughs> but go ahead, Matt. Hashtag that, slick and sick. No, slick and so sick. then, yep, we see the Usos, and now we think Cody's all out. Of course, who comes and saves Cody, the person that put Cody or the, the, the person that got KO and Sammy back together, kind of, you could say. Mm-hmm. That place erupted. And then the arguably the best part of that match. Mm-hmm. 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 Sammy hitting the Huluva kick on Roman Reigns. After getting stunner. Oh, my God. Place <laughs> goes insane. 
hits him I with the Huluva kick. Of course, Cody can't win with off just the Huluva kick. He's a face, right? He's got to yeah. do something to make sure that he wins. He hits, I think he hits him with the crossroads, right? Was it another crossroads? three times. I believe it was three yeah, times. And we know, any, if you know anything about Cody, the crossroads, he ain't beat nobody with the first one no more. That started in AEW over a year ago, two years ago. He would have to hit like two or three of them. He picked up Roman, hit him with one, picked him up again, hit him with two, hit him again with three. And I'm like, here we go. Yep. Take my phone out just so I can get history in my video. Hey, I am seeing Roman Reigns lose this incredible less than a thousand day reign. Okay, I'm cool with it. Roman kicks. And then we see Roman do what he does, hits the super spear on Cody. One, two, three. I erupted. Lost my voice. Screamed and hollered at everybody who could listen. To the rooftops, to the mountaintops, I am sure he heard me all the way from California to his home in Georgia. He did text me and say he hates me. (laughs) That is a shoot. I wasn't privileged to that text message, so I, I guess that's a good thing, huh? Yes, he, now granted, I may have called him out of his name. Are you okay. not going to share that? No, I may How are you have called him out of one name. side of the story, dude? I may have sent him a couple of uh, gifts and photos. I, would I may have sent him a couple of unlimited amount of laughing, crying emojis. And then he just said, hate you. <laughs> I saw and, his tweet. His tweet said something about this is the worst thing in life. Good night, y'all. And you know my response to him when he said that he hates me? What? I said, I love you more. <laughs> the loving podcast, right? Our guy, Brandon, listens to the podcast. Definitely a friend of the show. He's having a great time looking at the back and forth. Brandon says, man, I wish I was on the pod. This would be a great night for me to be on the pod. I said, hey, get a microphone. Brandon Brandon said, now nah, i just listen to you guys. But Brandon knows. I said, so what would you think about the match? He said, you know, he absolutely thought Cody was going to win. He was surprised, but he thought the match was worked great. Uh, he it was super, well super enjoyed it. Well produced. And you know, I don't even care for these kind of matches M- between like the Roman style and the Cody style. But man, was it produced so well. Do have a couple more shout outs real quick. Who I want to shout out? I'm just going through the Twitter real quick. Because a couple, a couple of y'all have my back. I definitely got dis- disrespected a couple times in the lead up. <laughs> but I, a couple of you saw the vision. My boy Eric at Mr. Mom 76. He knows the vision. Shout out to you, E. I know you were there for me in the good times and the bad times. Who else? Who else? I'm probably going to forget some people. I'm not going to go all the way through our Twitter. But I'll just make sure I shout you out next week when we do our pod uh, this upcoming week. But, uh, but like I said, main event I thought was, was fantastic. I thought the main event, truth be told, saved night two. Going into it, um, night one was destroying night two, in my opinion. I thought that um, the Bianca-Asuka match was great. thought the finish was fantastic. Of course, we'll talk about that. I oh, thought that I hated the finish, but we can keep moving. Yeah, we well, no, we'll talk about that. I thought that um, Brock and Omos 
was what it was. If anybody's been listening to me, I said it's going to be five minutes, get in, get out. And I think it was almost to the second five minutes, if I'm not mistaken. But I thought it was, it, it did what it needed to do. We got our video package moment of Brock, F5, and Omos. Thought that was cool. But it was not to the level of what night one was. We did get a surprise. You talking about just like the opening match or you just talking about just overall? And just, and just in general. Okay. Just in general. We did get a surprise. I'm like, man, we didn't get a surprise. We did get a surprise. Shout out to Shane McMahon. Shane made his comeback to WWE, but he forgot to bring his quads with him. We're not going to do that right now. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Nope. I'm going to assume his quads are somewhere on a private jet because they weren't there. Shane comes out. To the music, here comes the money. And about 45 seconds later, there goes the tendons. <laughs> Unfortunately, our boy Shane O'Mac did uh, tear his quad. So, of course, awful. We, we know That's Shane so will be awful. all good. These are all just jokes. Don't cancel me, of course. But, uh, Shane, you can't come back. Do a leapfrog, man. And you're like 65 years old. You just, you can't come in the game just cold like that. Let this be a lesson to everybody. People who think you can just get in the wrestling ring and do everything you see. And we know Shane is somebody who has absolutely put the time in, years of a legit professional wrestler, properly trained, catches up to you. You just can't do that. That was the surprise for the night. But I will say, I'm, I, it sucks he got hurt. Of course, but from a content perspective, entertainment perspective, I can guarantee what Snoop Dogg did, which he allegedly, according to Triple H, he called an audible on his own, hit Miz, hit him with the people's elbow, did that whole thing. I can guarantee you that was more entertaining than anything that Shane would have done to Miz. I would agree on that. I think that that is definitely more memorable for sure. And it kind of almost overshadowed him throwing his quad or tearing his quad because he got to see the people's elbow. We didn't get it from Rock, but we got it from Snoop. And that's when I really, really knew Rock wasn't coming back. Yeah. When Snoop hit the people's elbow, yeah. I was like, yeah. You're not getting it. It's over. See you next year, Rock, maybe in Philadelphia. WrestleMania 40. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with uh, – I know I've been kind of jumping all over the place around you sure the have. Roman and Cody piece. You guys just don't understand. Okay, this was... No, what they don't understand is I was actually about to almost get in a fight today because you up here taunting the crowd, talking about some, hey, y'all, this is the best day of my life. This is the best WrestleMania nah. I've ever seen. Oh, oh, oh. I wouldn't do that. Throw, throw the ones up. Hey, you, hey, you, throw the ones up. Oh, yeah, no, I, I did do that. A few times. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> what you know about that Roman retaining? <laughs> Loud as hell. I can't wait to watch it back. I'm going to relive this thing. I've been to, I'm sure I have been to more than 500 wrestling shows. Tonight, in this moment, it's the best thing I've ever seen. (laughs) It's the best thing I've ever experienced. And more importantly than that, tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, if Roman Reigns decides to show up, I will acknowledge you, my tribal chief. I will put the ones up 
all those Luda Cody fans in the crowd that bought the neck tattoos, that bought the hoodies, the t-shirts, the sweatshirts, that were ready to scream at the top of their lungs. Adrenaline in my soul. We're only going to sing one part of that tomorrow. No. <laughs> That's all we're doing tomorrow. Is singing that part. I digress. Rhodesia. Show yes. starts off with Brock and Omos. Like I said, they went five minutes. We knew what it was for the most part, I think. Crowd was completely into it. We talked leading up to this that us as the hardcore fans completely poo-pooed this match when we heard about it. Why is Brock not fighting Bobby again? We'll get to Bobby, of course, later on in this show of him just coming out with the Andre the Giant Memorial over the top. Battle Royal, thank as Rudy would say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that was it for the entire show for Bobby. So we'll talk about that. But um, we kind of knew what this would be, and it was what it was. But when you see the reactions from the crowd of the body slams from Omos to Brock, and then when, of course, Brock gets on offense, I think he gave out three Germans and then he hits him with the F5. Crowd well, pops. He, attempted, he attempted to do F5, but his back gave out the first time. Um, and then he was able to get him up that second time for the F5. And yep. one, two, three, Brock. From a uh, live perspective, crowd went crazy with it. I'll throw it to you in a second. Um, I do think Brock may have even tweaked his back. Uh, of course, he was off camera. He's going up the ramp. And he still was kind of stretching uh, you know, his back out a little bit. So he may have tweaked something there but overall five minutes was what it was get in get out what'd you think um one brock sold his ass off for omas their height difference yes he did it was it was massive 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 and again to see brock being slammed with ease that was actually a sight to see so in this quick five minutes of two big people that you know i hated when it was first announced that we Mm -hmm. were going here um, they actually still told that that story in five minutes, the, the battle of the big guys. Um, so for me, I actually thought it was, I actually liked it. You know, I thought it was actually a pretty good match. It was five minutes. It gave me what I wanted, what I expected out of it. I actually don't have anything negative to say about it. I saw a lot of people on the old Twitter machine saying that that match was better than Cena in theory. I've heard that too. Yep. I'm going to, of course, when we get back home, I'm going to watch both nights back just just to see you know anything that we may have missed or such but that's interesting because uh i was much higher on cena in theory than it looks like the majority of hardcore fans well i think the biggest difference is cena is a little bit older and then when you again you got broken broke you got brock and omas they're spectacles you know one six two six three one seven three so you have these two spectacles just from that alone that gimmick right there alone to me is I think it's going to be better than Austin and Cena. Um, but again, I don't know which one I, I like more because I think again, Cena and Austin did what it, what it was supposed to do is too. He was supposed to put Austin over. So, and Cena did the honors there for him. So, but again, no complaints on the Brock and Omos again, maybe because it was just five minutes, but no complaints on my side. Yeah. It, it's hard to have a really bad match if it's short. Mm-hmm. And that's what some people don't understand. You can do anything, Around that three to five minute mark, it could be the worst thing, but when it's short, it's not bad. And like I said, they, they did what they needed to do. Next match was the women's showcase match. I thought it was what it was. I thought it was uh, 
a fun match. It was just full of spots. You know, high spots here, high spots there. Thought it was fine. We we did see Ronda and Shayna win. Ronda is still not cleared. I, I don't know if they made a, a comment about it on commentary or not, but she was outside of the actual ring 99% of that match. Mm-hmm. She didn't do anything physical except for the finish where she put uh, who did Shots, she beat? Shotsy, she put Shotzi in like armbar. A, dub, a double armbar. Yep, and that was it. That. that was the only physicality that she did. So she's she's dealing with an injury. That's why we haven't seen her on TV. And I don't know if she just still didn't get cleared, or she is cleared, but they just wanted to be super, super careful. But she didn't take one bump. She didn't take one strike or anything. So, like I said, it was what it was. Um, what, what was your thoughts on that match? I actually kind of like this match a little bit. Uh, of course, it was at the bottom of my list of what I expected out of it. But the overall in the match itself, I thought everyone had a chance to shine. I thought everyone had a, a cool little spot. I love having Chelsea um, and Sonya being the, the heels, the main heels over Ronda and Shayna. But, of course, Ronda's injured. But I like to see them doing that. I thought everybody had a good spot The um, when Natty did the double sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was crazy. That was sick again. And a sharpshooter is so hard to put on on one person, yet alone two. And then just at the top of the match, the first thing I just want to mention is that Liv is over. She is completely over. that. F- when she first started the match and she first came out, the crowd popped hard for her. And Ronda's still got a big pop, too, which I was surprised. Every show that we're at, when Ronda's music hits, she gets one of the bigger reactions. Now, it mm-hmm. fades pretty quick, but she gets that initial Huge pop. And it happened again tonight when yep. she came out. And the cool thing, too, was just seeing the, the women. They all, you can just tell, were really happy to be there. Yeah. And, you know, and the crowd showed their respect to them. That's one of the, the, uh, the best things about Mania is we're watching these people live their lifelong dreams. A lot of them, if, if it's their first time. You know, you look at somebody like Chelsea. Chelsea wasn't even employed with WWE six months ago. You know what I mean? And so to see the work she's done in such a quick amount of time and see her to get a mania spotlight match was really, really cool. So shout out to all those girls. We'll see what happens. It looks like we are going to go with Shayna and Rhonda, maybe next for the tag team titles. We talked about that last night. I know with that, finish. Called that one. He said that he think that they were going to win. Yeah. I mean, you might as well put him over for that. Cause he definitely didn't call Roman versus Cody. <laughs> <laughs> He definitely didn't call that. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, it's funny. He really, Cody really let Eshan and his family down. Eshan's been talking about Cody's going to do it for my daddy, for his daddy. Roman said the dream, kind of put it out there for him. He said, anything your dad didn't teach you, I'll teach you. I wonder if Dusty is happy okay, that Roman won. <laughs> More happy that Roman won than Cody won. Dusty may have been popping in heaven tonight. I think that's what happened. Third match. Boy, oh boy. Well, before the third match. Before the third match, something I, I, happened. I was, I was about to get the sound effects going. But go ahead, what you got? No, something happened right before that, the sound effects. That's when Mr. Bobby Lashley came out with his Andre the Giant over the top Battle Royale trophy. Oh, well... And well. And I don't even know, like, how long they showed it on TV, me on or on Peacock. It was almost kind of like 
an afterthought. I guess like, it was like, here, here's some acknowledgement to you, Bobby. Like I, I kind of almost felt patronized if I was Bobby. Was like you could cap, you keep all that ish. Um, but I, I think they completely dropped the bomb on him and LA Knight. I guess we could talk about that later or not at all and just let it be. But they dropped that, the bomb or they dropped the ball. I said drop the ball. I think you said drop the bomb. Ball, bomb, whatever. They they fumbled the ball. They fumbled they fumbled the bag. Yep, they sure did. If you guys get a chance, go on to Twitter and pull up Bobby Lashley's Twitter account and just look at his likes. Bobby was upset. As tonight. He be. Yep, about not having a match on WrestleMania. And here's the thing with that. I get that the, your dance partner wasn't here. But we knew this what, for a month now. A few weeks. We, for sure. Okay. Yep. We could have we could have worked around it. Now, again, I don't know if maybe Bray had the, a possibility of coming back. But at that point, it was already too late because that story was already done. But they they had time to do something with Bobby. I get that WrestleMania courses for the casuals as well. I am sure we're going to see the graphic tomorrow night about how many social media impressions they had. And I know that WrestleMania is that one show that if you don't watch wrestling at all, you watch WrestleMania. We look at night one. We had the Pat McAfee segment. Didn't do anything for me. I'd rather have Pat on commentary than have him come back and wrestle a four minute match with the Miz. Nothing for me. But I know that the casual fans and people who normally don't watch that are big McAfee fans loved it. But they needed something after that women's match. They needed something to bring people back down and give them time to ramp back up for the tag um, main event. I feel that's the only reason why they put that there. Okay. So you look at tonight. That spot was the Shane McMahon miss spot. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with Shane being on the card. Because if you guys don't know... I had actually tweeted, it looks like hell froze over. Because last time Shane was actually at a WWE event was last year's Royal Rumble. And if you guys don't know, just do a little bit of research on it. Shane came in, changed some spots in the match, changed some uh, orders of wrestlers who were coming in to the match. Just really made it difficult. And Vince was on record for saying basically that Shane ain't going to be back. Like, this is it for Shane here in WWE. So to see him back, I thought that was really cool, especially with the rumors. Uh, it's not even rumors. I think we'll even hear probably, you guys may hear the news before you guys hear this pod of WWE being sold to Endeavor, who also owns UFC, that maybe this was like, hey, this is the last day that, you know, we officially own the company as the McMahon family. Go out there, have a good time. But to not have LA Knight, on the show, which would have arguably gotten the biggest reaction on any night he was on to not have Bobby Lashley on the show that has worked his tail off all year long was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So not happy about that whatsoever. If I had to pick one, honestly, it would be LA Knight. That's a travesty. He wasn't on the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I get the whole thing of, hey, they're going to heat him up after Mania. They're going to heat him up after Mania. You can't have him come out every week and say, you can't have a L.A. WrestleMania without L.A. Knight and him not even show. I feel, though, that uh, – wait, I 
second exactly what you said and all your sentiments, but I still think they have a chance to redeem tomorrow night or Monday night at raw. Um, because it is still here. It's still WrestleMania Monday, the raw after Monday or the raw after mania. I think they can still redeem themselves and put an LA in a prominent spot and starting his push tomorrow. But the Bobby Lashley thing just, again, just unfortunate worked his ass off all year. His dance partner couldn't participate. And now he was given a trophy. A trophy you were excited about, though. My, my, I, was about to say. I, I was about to say that. My favorite trophy that there is. I would like that trophy myself, but. Can I hear my sound effects now? <sighs> you may. You have to hit it 28 times. Yep. We talked about times. it. This was one of the matches we were super looking forward to. And, oh, my God, did they deliver. Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. Guther wins. This match was by far the most physical match of the weekend <laughs> on the Mania card. I don't have a complaint anywhere. I thought the entrances were awesome. I thought Guther. <sighs> He's the man. They all the man. He's the man. Grown men. In there, throwing some stiff shots. That was, it was, I mean, it was fantastic. Like, I, I mean, I, you guys saw the match. I don't really have anything to add because I think the match was excellent. I, I'm trying to find other words other than like excellent and cool, hard hitting. I just, I'm, I'm at a loss for words here. I mean, the match was, is exactly what I thought it was. Actually, no, it was better than what I thought it was going to be. But as far as the type of match was exactly what I thought it would be and probably what most people thought it would be. Um, but they just executed so well. The chemistry of the three of them was so amazing. Every time, like to put in perspective, I never looked up to the digital board to see like the close-ups because I told you before, when there's more than two people in the ring, I, I like to look up because I don't want to miss anything. But those hits was so hard. I'm like, it's not doing it justice looking at the digital board. I had to keep my eyes locked on the ring because you felt it. You heard those chops. Now, we mm -hmm. weren't that far from the ring, but this is a stadium. And as they say, an 81,000 seat stadium. <laughs> and we heard those chops all the way from where we were at. Why they always why why are they always lying about these attendance numbers? <laughs> I have the numbers in front of me. I've had the numbers in front of me. They had sixty five thousand last night, sixty six thousand tonight, and they lied to us bold face in our face. Both nights. What what they say tonight was eighty one thousand. Eighty one. Tonight was eighty one thousand. Come on, WWE. Like seriously, like when we look at the real numbers, that's what you said sixty and sixty one. So that's one twenty one. No, sixty five and sixty six. So I do the math. That's like one over over one thirty. You still did one hundred and thirty thousand ticket sales Ugh. in the last two days. Raise that! <laughs> Come on. Vince was in the back with a headset. He had his own office, so he's he is back in the fold, which is fine as long as he stays away from creative. But it can is. you, if you have a headset on? He was asking questions. He was giving a little bit of direction, but they said that. Triple H was still the head guy in charge in the back. But, hey, I, I whatever, we know we don't want Vince back, but Vince had anything to do with this show, give it to me. <laughs> give me this, Vince. Maybe Vince learned his lesson. 
<laughs> he's about thirty million dollars short in his pocket from sexual allegations. Maybe that wise them no, smart no, them up a little isn't bit. That, isn't it wasn't that WWE's minus thirty million dollars? Yeah, to pay it back. Not personal. No, he's just oh, paying okay. it back. Yeah, got it, got it. Uh, but back to the match. To your point, not many more adjectives I can use with this. This was another match where they showed a fantastic story in the match. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't move for move, spot for spot. They told a a story thread throughout the match, and it paid off. What you guys probably did not see, I think they cut by the time this happened, but uh, Sheamus and Drew had a pretty awesome embrace in the ring. They hugged, and you could tell they were talking to each other. Big pop from the crowd when that happened. So we'll see where that goes because that looked to be more than just because it wasn't on TV. So there, there's been some rumors around Drew McIntyre and his contract situation. One one report was his contract is up very, very soon. Another report is his contract is not up very soon, but he is waiting till it's close to being up before he decides to resign. We'll see how that plays out, but hopefully he doesn't go anywhere. As It will be interesting to see where Gunther goes from here. He, he's almost really ran through that SmackDown locker room. Mm-hmm. So we know that they've kind of really loosened the reins on the you raw, raw you on SmackDown, talent. Yeah. SmackDown talent. Looks like they're kind of, you know, putting everybody wherever they want to put them. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we kind of find out tomorrow. But another A-plus match <laughs> to, to me was that triple threat, which we knew that going in. We also knew going in the next match would be really, really strong. I had a horrendous build. Horrendous build. Excuse me. I've talked about it every single week and said, you have Bianca Belair, who is fantastic. You have Asuka, who is fantastic. And we can't put together a logical storyline for these women, except for I'm spitting mist out of my mouth. I'm dripping mist out of my mouth. I'm dancing a little bit in the ring and I hand you your belt. In essence, that was the entire program for this. So when I saw that, I said again, but I also said, okay, as much as I love Bianca, if this is Asuka getting the women's championship, I can forgive it. That wasn't what we got. Nope. (laughs) Match was excellent. Well, like I said, I think the match was Great. I think the finish was excellent in regards to how they transitioned into the finish and how that whole thing went. I loved the miss that was missed, which is a cheat move. I then love that Bianca tried to use her, her hair. hair braid, which mm-hmm. it, it is part of her body. So they don't consider that a weapon, but it is a weapon that missed. And then they went to the finish. I love that call. Match was, was, was excellent. Uh, I don't think it was better than Rhea. Actually, I know it was not better than Rhea and Charlotte the night before. But definitely a match for them to be proud of. I just don't know if this feud is over. Where either one of them goes. Well, more importantly, Asuka. We know Bianca's going to be fine. I'm just so upset that Asuka lost. And I love Bianca Belair. Thank you for everything you have done over these couple years. And then... Her growth. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so beautiful to see her, you know, watching her NXT first coming to WWE, taking over during the pandemic, and then her just 
working on her craft, building on her craft, seeing how she uses psychology in the ring. Like th- this Bianca is just growing as we always said she was, she was, she was going to grow. That was just so beautiful. And I, and she's going to be perfectly fine. And again, I just really thought Oscar was going to win. So now that Oscar has lost, I feel like all of this comeback was for nothing. It was wasted. It was so great to see Bianca. If you guys didn't watch Bianca in NXT when she first started, I mean, I remember watching her first like matches on TV and she was this nervous ball of energy. This, you can just tell not sure of herself and to see her like tonight command the stage, AKA the ring command her entrance that she had tonight. It's just, it's, it's, it was incredible just, just to see her growth and just to see how far she's come. And I still think that she's got more to grow in because she's that good. I do absolutely think that she is a generational talent and I love that she's had the belt now for a year. I just don't love the way they treat Asuka. So this is one of those again, trust them, but I have a problem with trusting them with the, with the women because I don't think any of the women had great storylines going into WrestleMania. So as much as I have confidence in like the bloodline storyline, I guess I should not have confidence in the women because they haven't shown that they can book them right in a very long time. It's like the only woman. And again, I might be not remembering cause it's late, but the, I felt like the only woman who actually had uh, for me to like hang on and, grab put my nails into has been Rhea. She's they've done her, because they've of done judgment her per, day. Yeah. They've, yeah. they've done her excellent. Yeah. That, that's it. That, that's my only true emotional connection. Again, I love Oscar cause she's my, one of my favorite wrestlers. So that's a different thing. But other than that, if there was no emotion there for me feeling that she's one of my favorites, I don't think anybody, I would be like, Oh yeah, I'm so excited about this woman. I'm not. Who do you think, who do you think got a bigger reaction tonight between them two? You mean when they first came out throughout the match? I'm going to say, honestly, I'm going to say Asuka because it stood out to me. Now, I might be wrong, but I'm just going based off of what I felt. And I remember when Asuka first came out and before the bell rang. We got some some noise here. And then it stopped. So was it a fire alarm? If it was a fire alarm. My assumption is it's the heat that Roman Reigns is getting across the world. Or the heat this podcast is getting for people right now. like Cody. And they said, we got to get these people out, out of L.A. This ain't working. <laughs> Our apologies for that. Hey, real quick, though. Should we call somebody and ask them, is everything great? Maybe. Hey, guys, if we don't like finish this podcast, but somehow you hear it, this may be the last piece of work we've ever done. I love cherish this cherish this. Um, so (laughs) no, I I agree. I I think Oscar got the biggest reaction between those two, especially when she had her entrance, she takes Mm -hmm. her mask off crowd immediately erupts. Mm -hmm. So, and Bianca got a really, really good reaction too, especially for the finish she did, but you could just tell the crowd just really wants Oscar to be treated right. And, and that's where I'm like, you know, when you have like this, um, authentic, genuine fans are behind a person and especially when you talk to them about like against a face like Bianca and not like because Asuka's a heel heel like you gotta lean into that 
I mean, you brought yep. her back. You made her a little bit more vicious, a lot like Kana that what she used to be. And for what? I mean, again, like to me, I I'm just so disappointed in that. I'm so upset that she lost. Um, again, I love Bianca, so I guess that would be my silver lining that Bianca is still the women's champion. But man, Oscar should have won. And like you said, the place popped when Bianca won, but it kind of you can kind of feel like there was a little bit of disappointment there. Yep. We'll see if this was the end of the feud or was it the beginning of the feud? Could and, be the you know, beginning. Who knows? Maybe this could be the beginning that maybe Asuka is now like piss pissed. And then maybe yep. now she can go to the next gear and be in the true heel and maybe stop all the stupid dancing. I shouldn't say stupid, but all her silly dancing. Yep. I agree. I agree. We've Before already talked we about Shane, on. but was there anything Hold you on. want to add, add about Shane, Snoop Dogg, and Miz? No, but before we move off of Bianca and Asuka, I just want to take a quick moment to acknowledge the young lady, the little girl who came out on the entrance of Bianca from the Divas of Compton dance team. There are about, there are about 30 of the young girls. Which one? Yep. The, the contortinist. I don't know how to pronounce that Excuse word. Excuse me? The contortinist with the prophetess. You know, that <laughs> Shout out to you last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but for real, though, um, I think Triple H, you said, Triple H said in the scrum, that she lost her mother today this morning and she, yeah, the, and she uh, knew it yeah and God, she said that uh, she still showed up to perform because she didn't want to let her dancing down you talk mm-hmm. about the strength that it takes to lose a parent i don't know how old that little girl was however old she is uh for her to be able to still perform and she just lost her mother my god thoughts and prayers to that her girl and her, and her family. family. God bless her and her family. But that's uh, that was a tough pill to swallow. We saw that on our Uber, Uber ride back to the hotel and uh, kind of floored me for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You just never know what people go through. You know, I, I say that a lot. You know, anybody who follows us on, on Twitter, you guys know I am always joking and trying to spread positivity because you never know what someone is going through. You never know how a tweet can either put a smile on somebody's face or make them, you know, angry or cry. And same thing in real life. If anybody would have said, Hey, this little girl just lost her parent and she knew that her parent passed away and she still Mm. performed at WrestleMania, you'd be like, there's no way. And that is legit what happened. So thanks for bringing that up. But yeah, thoughts and prayers to uh, her and her family. Uh, But that, that was like, wow, that was, that was a tough pill to swallow. Yep. Love and light to her family and prayers. Yep. Uh, Edge versus the demon Finn Balor. Full transparency. You were gone to get something to eat and to get me a beer. I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Love you so much. I was not watching the first probably half because I was engaging in Twitter shenanigans (laughs) around Shane McMahon. Uh, You guys are ridiculous. Uh, our followers and the people that we uh, interact with on Twitter. You guys need Jesus. But uh, so I didn't see really the first half of the match. What I did see, though, was I kind of locked in after Edge threw the ladder at Finn and bust him open hard way. If you haven't seen that photo, check it out online. Boy, oh, boy, he split him. It looks like you can see his brain. I know you can't see his brain. I've been looking at this photo for like the last 20 minutes and 
we always talk about like you bust them to the white meat. This isn't really white. It, it like it's looks like spaghetti, but it is a yeah, long it's, it's tough. cut. And Finn, you could tell, was super upset because they stopped the match to clean him up. He was pulling away. Nope, you got to get cleaned up. New protocol with WWE. But I didn't think this match was great. I didn't. Like I said, I, I didn't really kind of see the first few minutes. I wasn't, well, I mean, I was looking back and forth. But it felt like there was a spot or something that may have been pulled out because. Because he was hurt or because of no, something else? No, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It, it just, it felt a little anticlimactic to me. It was a slower paced match, which I'm okay with. With Finn? Yeah, but it never crescendoed. In my opinion. Let me know if, if you guys feel differently. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Maybe this is one of the matches where commentary helps. I just, uh, I absolutely love the entrances. I loved Brood Edge. He killed that. Of course, anytime we get Demon Finn, I loved it. And then the other part of it, too, is I hated that Finn lost. Again, I don't understand that at all. I'm one of those that if he's a demon, that should be need to be kept special and he shouldn't lose. I think he's lost three times now. He's lost to Roman. He's lost to Samoa Joe in NXT. Now he's lost to Edge. I didn't see that coming. On our preview show, this was the one we were all lockstep in. Like, yeah, Finn is going to win. He's been kind of losing to Edge. Like, it's time for Edge to put him over. And that didn't happen. So, it kind of was what it was. Like I said, I I know you didn't see much of it. From what you did see, what did you think? I just saw the very end. When When I came and sat down, I saw Edge go for the cover and got the pin. And it was almost like, huh, wait, what happened? And then that was it. Yeah. Great response, though, for Edge from the live crowd. Even better response. Well, let me take it back. Let me take it back. Edge got the bigger pop, for sure, when his real music hit. But the Demon Finn got a fantastic response as well. It was a lot of that tonight, which we usually get with Mania. Of course, you got the hardcore of the hardcores. They kind of cheer everybody, unless like they're just a dastardly, dastardly heel. And that happened in that match. But... I guess it was what it was. If we want to look at it from in a positive light, it did a great job of setting up the main event because um, what we were going to get in the main event made it feel even bigger. And that was kind of what I said. I, I was sitting there with thinking they were watching a video package. I don't know if it was like TurboTax or something. They can't and do it again. Can't do the it biggest again, heels in the tax industry. Actually, actually, no, no, no. The exorcist of... of- uh, whomever, whomever came on first. No, the, the, that came on before the Hell in a Cell match. Okay, okay, okay. Yep, because okay. that, that was left. a lead then in to... Okay, then I left. Okay, got yep. it. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Um, and so I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, I, I said earlier in the pod that, all right, this main event is going to have to deliver something terrible to make this feel like a WrestleMania show. Part of me thinks... Not that they dumbed down night two, but part of me thinks that they kind of pulled back a little bit of night two to make the main event feel even bigger when it happened. Because I don't know how it came across on TV, but the crowd was there for every single thing that Cody and Roman did in that match. 
So in that case, it worked. So maybe there was some truth into that, what you just said. So that they were, they would be, they being the fans, us as the fans would be all in. I think it worked. I, I absolutely think it worked. We already, t- we already talked about that. We spent the first 22 minutes talking about. It was 24. <laughs> 24 minutes. It was 24 minutes. <laughs> Roman and Cody. Hey, and also shout out to the Marriott Hotel we're in. We're not burning up yet. So <laughs> that either that was a false alarm or they got some water on that fire real quick and it hasn't gotten to our room. Shout to them. We live, we live to fight another day. So, um, I had said on our preview show a week ago, my prediction was this show would be a top three to five WrestleMania and the best two night WrestleMania we've seen thus far. Do you think my prediction was right? Going back and looking at all of this, yes. And I'm going to tell you the biggest reason why. I never, I never once, never not once, is that what they say? Never not once ever got sleepy or tired or restless. You also weren't drinking. Oh, that has a lot to do with the two. Ah, yeah. okay. That might have a lot to do with it. But yeah, I, No, okay. but it, it, another part that has to do with it, we weren't sitting in the stadium for eight hours. And that probably is exactly <laughs> what it was. It wasn't a seven-hour show. Um, but it kept my attention, you know, to the point where I actually did feel bad um, that I did miss a match and a half yesterday, and I missed a match today. I, I did actually feel bad about it because we didn't have that many. Um, but overall, yeah, best two-day for sure. I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, to get the – hyperbole out of here with you know Roman women I'm still trying to figure out where I rank it as my top WrestleManias definitely the best of the two-nighters um, but it, it's up there it Ooh. is really up there which one was the best of the two-nighters tonight yes yes mm. this is the best okay. two-nighter yep which which night was better this night or last night I, I haven't formulated my my full opinion there again I love the fact that Roman won so it almost was like that emotion of course, would be today. But if we're talking about maybe the, I can't get over the men's showcase, the tag men showcase. That match was everything to me. And then you talking about Rhea and Charlotte? Dog. I, and then the main event tag match with just the story that yeah. they told along with the physicality? Come on. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess if we had to take maybe the emotions out of it, I would probably say night one was the better night. Okay. But we we are fans. We this is our soap opera. We we are emotional about it. So uh, pure emotion it would be tonight. But yeah, emotion tonight was absolutely it for me. One hundred. Yeah, we were about to fight half of the people there. <laughs> we weren't gonna fight. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But I, but I will throw hands if I had to. Uh, I, I do think that. Oh, uh, and then we got to call up the gee. Remember he said last night. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that uh, my prediction was right. By far, this is the best two-night mania. And I think, once again, when I get home and really watch it, I think this was a top five mania of all time. For sure. For me. It, I, can, I can say it was... <sighs> Santa Clara was fantastic. That was when Seth cashed in. Uh, Orlando was great. That was the Hardy Boys and they returned. But I, I am going to say that I think overall this was the best mania that 
from top to bottom we've been to. Oh, that we've been to for sure. Yep. I'm just thinking about just in totality of all yeah. the WrestleManias. Yep. Yep. But yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do some quick rapid fire questions. Cool. I'm ready. Biggest dis- disappointment. For which night? Either night. So both of these is in totality. Night one mm. and night two. Well, actually, that works out good because I'm not out. You say that night one, I really didn't have a disappointment. Uh, full transparency, I did not see the three women match or six women match. But I'm going to say my biggest disappointment was Asuka not winning the t- championship. Mm. Okay. I am going with uh, no LA night. Good one. Was the biggest disappointment. What do you think the best entrance was of WrestleMania this year? Either night. Either night. All of these are either night. Again, I was not able to see Ray and Dom, and I hear the Twitter was going crazy about those two. So based off of what I visually saw, going on emotions again, was John Cena and the Make-A-Wish kids. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great one. I did see the Dom entrance and my goat had the best entrance that I can probably say that I've ever seen at mania and arguably the best entrance in mania history. That entrance was off the charts because it told a story of the story we've been seeing for the last six, seven months with him in Ray with him in judgment day. So I have Dom as having the best entrance. What do you think was the best moment of WrestleMania 39? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have two. One from each night. Right. Can I please oh, you know, hey, both you know of what? them off? I'll allow it. Thank you. Okay, so let's start with first. All right, so night one, the best moment was probably Sammy and KO winning. Probably my moment of the okay. night. And then this one. This one's a little bit different, but it was just the chemistry and what I felt. And I'm going to say 28. Do you have any idea what 28 means? 28. Mm, 28. It was from tonight? It was from tonight. 28. Mm-hmm. Twenty-eight is the times I've said on this podcast that Roman Reigns would beat Cody Rhodes, and nobody listened to me. It might be more than that. So okay. no, that wasn't it. What you got? I don't know. So first off, between Sheamus and Drew, they had their little two to three minutes in the ring, kind of by themselves, when they were able to go back and forth. But twenty-eight was how many chess hits Drew took from Sheamus before he completely fell out. <laughs> Oh, the, the beats of the Bowery? <laughs> yes. Wow. Twenty, And that's with me trying to count. He might have got 29 in there, but to 28, and that's when Drew finally passed out. So you're telling me you did this awesome, like, lead up of 28. Do you know what the 28 stands for? <laughs> that number may not even be legit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But the point is, okay, the point of the matter was it's a lot. I was counting from what I can see. Because, again, I told you I didn't look up at the digital board. I looked right at the ring, and I saw every single time he hit him in his chest. And that was sick. Every hit was hard. He didn't, like, phase out by time 24, 5, 6, 7, 8 came around. He finished off to the point where Drew dropped because he couldn't do it anymore. But just that back and forth of them kind of getting that moment, 
that was like their WrestleMania moment, the kind of with them being in the ring, going right. back and forth, just the two of them. That is probably my best moment. Okay. Um, my best moment was from night one, and it was Sammy hitting Jay with the Huluv kick. <laughs> the three kicks. Sweet. Off the charts. Fantastic storytelling. What was your OMG moment of the show? Can I cheat again and give one for each night? No. This one, you got you to land on one. In the true oh my God sense was Shane tearing his quad. Okay. Yeah, I just put Shane. Because whatever <laughs> you want to... <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Yeah. You want to say the entrance? Yep. Yeah. If you want to say uh, him tearing his quad? Yep. So, okay. Last but not least. And it has to be for both nights. Because I know where you're going with this. You can't make me pick just one. Best match? You going to tie again? I, no, I'm going. I'm going my night one and night two. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Night one will be what I've been saying. The men's tag showcase. That is just my type of match. I loved it from beginning to end. Had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. And I think we're going to land on the same thing for night two, which is Roman and Cody. You are the female voice of the TFW pod. Don't do that. Please don't do that. We went to an incredible networking event. We did. Shout out to Andreas. We'll talk more about that on probably the next pod. Mm-hmm. They talked about so championing women mm-hmm. in this space. Mm-hmm. And you went with the men's showcase when Rhea and Charlotte was right in front of your face. I'll champion then. I'll I'll take the the champion of being that. That was uh, arguably... The match of the weekend. Nice. To me. So, yeah, I got that one for night one. And then, of course, Roman and Cody. Yeah. For night two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a, just such a big feel. Like, I, that was a match that I wish all of you, if you were not in the building for, could have been in the building for. I am sure with WWE's incredible production that they, they gave it what it needed to be given. But being in the building for that match. And this is the first time I've been saying it leading up to this as many people thought Cody was going to win. I still kept saying, we don't know who's going to win this match. And this is the first time in forever. We didn't know who was winning the WrestleMania main event. It just completely feels different when that's the case. It really, really does. Cause everything feels bigger. Yep. Every hit, it feels bigger. It's more consequential. I mean, everything, every, you don't roll back in time. I mean, every little thing, every motion that you do has to be intentional because yep. you don't know who's going to win. Overall, one to 10, what are you giving WrestleMania 39? From what I saw, and again, I did not see the women's match on night one. Um, I saw half of the Ray and Dom on night one. And I missed it. Finn and Edge match today. You mean the six women tag? You the didn't six see. women tag. Got Correct. It. The six women tag. Yep. Yep. Um, the one that had the tag, tag the tag team championships on the line that they retained. <laughs> hey, you called it. 
You like, said oh, those belts aren't going anywhere. They're retaining. They're going nowhere. They're retaining them. Uh, but so that, so two and a half matches I did not see. I don't want to be full of hyperbole here, but for WrestleMania, man, this is like 10. I'm going 10. 10. I had it at nine last night. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns winning is much, much <laughs> more 20. than one point for me. I'm going 10. I'm breaking the, the Richter scale on this one. Whatever you want to go to, that that's that's what this is for me. It was like a complete package. Like, like again, the, the things that we had the issue with, LA Knight not being there, Bobby not being there, for me personally, Asuka not winning. Like, mm-hmm. outside of that, overall, though, like, this was like a beautiful masterpiece. Two nights. Energy was there. There was thought behind the finishes. <sighs> again. So I'll say 10 because you got me hype here. I, I maybe would have said 9.8, but I, I'm going to rock a 10. There it is. There it is. That is night two breakdown from Rhodesia and I. So we will be back on a Friday to discuss, of course, our Monday Night Raw live reaction thoughts. We will be in the building for that. Tonight, because you're listening to this now on Monday. And then, of course, whatever else we see on uh, AEW, which we talk about typically, but we've given all of our energy really to WWE this past week. Before we get out of here, I do want to shout out uh, SoFi. SoFi Stadium is a beautiful stadium. But outside of that, we did not come across one person that worked at SoFi Stadium that was not just incredible to be around. They that is true. were by far the nicest group of stadium workers I have ever come across to the point where I, I told one of them that. Uh, so I don't know like if that's part of their pay scale or something or what, but whatever they're doing there, I wish we could copy that and send it across 50 states in the United States and, of course, all over the world because they were super super cool indeed yep so as i said earlier hey follow us if you are new to the tfw pod family welcome thank you for being here enjoy the ride like i said we do drop typically every friday but we wanted to do something special for wrestlemania follow us on twitter at that's fnw of course you see we are on all your favorite platforms for podcasts because you are listening to us right now. But I do need you to hit that follow button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review if you would like. That would be fantastic. And we also are on YouTube where we typically put our full episodes in video format on there at That's Freaking Wrestling. Rhodesia, do you have anything else for the good folks listening before we get out of here uh, and probably try to get some sleep, I guess, at this point? And this is what WrestleMania week is all about. What WrestleMania is all about. I am not let down at all. I I probably won't go to sleep anytime soon just because how amped and excited I am. A little bittersweet because we know this is the end of WrestleMania. Um, we still have tomorrow to look forward to. But overall, just cheesing. You know, I got the Kool-Aid smell going on right now. Just cheesing ear to ear. Ishan, wherever you may be the third member of the TFW pod. I told you so. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next time.